week. Um, next week, I mean Wednesday through Friday. Well, I have to poop a couple of times for sure. Um, At least once a day, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yep. I mean, that's a good, that's a good BM. That's a healthy BM. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't, I've been taking fiber trying to get more regular. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be a regular ass person, dude. Uh, having a regular ass makes life convenient because you can predict when you have to poop. Right. You um, know what sucks though, is that I often have to poop at like one or two, but at work, hmm. my workload is sometimes like the deadlines and shit make it so that I can't just, Oh, feels like I have to poop. Better go do it. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. I have to be like, I would love to poop right now, but instead I have to do this shit because if I don't do it right now, I'll miss the deadline. Isn't that some bullshit? Capitalism, man. Sometimes you just got to poop. Just poop your pants. I should wear a diaper. What the hell is wrong with me? Exactly. Depends. Dude. They Jesus. Why was like, it so difficult? Nothing like the feeling of poop between your cheeks throughout the day. Shit. How do you like Art Vandalay's architecture game? Um, I absolutely loved it. It was very important important there we go that's pretty important. close right imported that's pretty close yeah imported just like art vandalay's import export business wasn't he also an import importer exporter uh he did a little bit of everything he was a, a multifaceted uh complex being beautiful human costanza man Mwah. Mwah. oh wait Mwah. there, there you go Mwah. You're kissing his hand before, which I mean, you know, some people like that. Which is just fine, yeah. Yeah. Kiss, kiss the ring, bitch. I love you. We should definitely catch a drink or something. Get a sandwich. Do something, something. Little something, something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me, bro? I have little to no feelings. This is crazy, but I'm having feelings again. Like, like some kind of 14-year-old kid or something. I mean, you remember feelings, right? Yeah, I have feelings every single day of my life. Do you? Are you saying you don't have feelings? Is it because of your nerve endings? Are they fried? Or is it an emotional blockage? Little column A, little column B, you know? Yeah, yeah. a little bit of everything. You're also multifaceted and complex, much like George Costanza. Mm. You know, for George, he, you know, listen, George has his flaws, you know, but Including he's nowhere family. as bad as Jerry. And he's not as dysfunctional as Kramer. Although Kramer randomly had his shit together sometimes. But anyway, George, definitely my favorite. He's the most relatable guy on the on the whole show. As a, you know, man who grew up in a Jewish family, there are a lot of things that are are very, very true. You know, very, very true. Tell me one of them right now. The relationship George has with his his parents. <laughs> okay. His it's like it is, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. You know. Yeah, a lot of that is written from fucking Larry David's perspective. You know, right? It is. It is him. You know, he. George is essentially Larry David. Oh God, he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I Larry love- David, by the way, a fucking national treasure, man. God damn. My- my favorite George Costanza moment is when he takes the art book into the bathroom 
Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'm all set. <laughs> Did you take that book with you into the bathroom? <laughs> what do you want to hear? <laughs> You remember that one? And then the book gets flagged. Vaguely, yeah. Oh, the book gets Yeah, flagged. oh, like, oh, you mean, like, in the store? Like, yeah, in yeah. the Barnes and Noble? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, like, in the Barnes and Noble or whatever. And he takes so the book good. into the bathroom, and they're like, sir, you have to buy that. And he's like, what do you, what do you mean I have to buy that? And they're like, well, you took it into the bathroom, so you got to buy that. It's like, it's like a $100 <laughs> book. So, like, I, you know, you have to buy it. And he tries to go resell it at different bookstores, and they're like, sir, this book's been flagged. I'm sorry, we can't take this book back. Why not? It's been flagged. Flagged? It's been in the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, that's like your your worst social anxiety fears, <laughs> like manifested. Also, when he peed in the shower at the gym. Oh my god, so funny, to... He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't fucking get it. He's like everybody else can just do whatever they fucking want, but I, anytime I do anything, it's a problem. Well, maybe yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Because you're, you're fucking weird, George. You're stepping over the line, George. Yeah. You don't understand. We live in a society. What's a society? What is it? Yeah. Uh, it is a uh, large and complicated tapestry mm. of identities mm. and cultures and histories wow. Wow. and uh, a social organization. Uh, by and for the people to varying extents. Okay, I don't. Yeah. Uh, and it's also in... a fucked up movie from the 80s. <laughs> yes. Uh, Billy Madison, uh, when he does the whole, like, answers the question in the d academic decathlon at the end. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. One of the greatest quotes is so relatable. You can put that. In a lot of uh, contexts. Oh, speaking of music. Um, so guess what I found? So my two roommates are from Ferndale, Washington, right? Oh, shit. They went to high school there, just north of Bellingham. And they were like, oh, yeah, have you ever heard of this guy, uh, Tyson James, blah, blah, blah. He does Christian conservative rap. And I was like, no, no, I have not heard of that. Hell no. And so, yeah, they, that's going to be fucking horrible. Oh my yeah, God. so he re he reps his crew as the MAGA boys. Shame. And they have music videos and 50,000 followers and stuff. And so we now have rap beef, Rob. What? <laughs> Ash, why? No, I mean, well, at, least, at least I do. I, I told them. Oh, it's like possibly one sided beef. <laughs> Thanks for further yeah. ruining uh, just music in general and the artistic standards. Uh, uh, shame. Yeah. Lowering them through the them. fucking basement. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
rap beef. The MAGA boys. The MAGA crowd is so infuriating because they all sound exactly like each other, have the same opinions, wear the same shit, say this, repeat the same insults and slurs, and okay. yet constantly go on and on about how they're everyone else is a sheep and they're yep. like free they're thinkers. And it's like, dude, what the, f how are you not seeing this? I it's like the people that go to the mall and shop at Hot Topic and they're like, you know, I'm so counterculture. Right. And you're like, buying this shit at a fucking chain store. In the mall. Hi, kitty. You know what? The truth is, everybody's a fucking sheep. You are easily identifiable to a certain category, no matter who the fuck you are. And you can like always usurp people's expectations, but... I'm sorry, we're a fucking herd animal. We're a fucking social animal. We're all sheep. Uh, so that I'm like I'm not a sheep. <laughs> I'm a special person. I'm a, I'm a goat. <laughs> I'm a lamb. I guess you could be a goat though. That's true. There are these goats that live by our house. And they have like an old gumball machine that's hooked up there with a bunch of uh like animal feed in it. And you put a mm. quarter in there and you get the feed. Oh hell motherfucking yeah. Out and they like Goat fucking tongue. They goat nibble. They goat nibble your, your hand. That's dope. There's like a chicken coop in Ballard where they have a little 25 cent chicken feed thing. It's very enjoyable. I like getting up close to chickens because in the city, like obviously that's not something you do normally, but they look like they're fucking dinosaurs. They are. They are, they are. dinosaurs. Yeah, 100%. There's no differentiation. You look at that shit, you look at the fucking chicken. A rooster? Come on, man. That's a goddamn dinosaur right there. I love talking to the, the chickens in my neighborhood. Just say, hey, what's up, Malcolm? No, I go, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, with the, with the face, too. You gotta do the face. <laughs> they like it. They respond. They're always like, I know. Like, when we were in Hawaii, there's chickens fucking everywhere, and we I would always do that. <laughs> They would answer me. It's great. I love interspecies communication. If there's one thing that I can understand during the pandemic, it is that it has done a toll on us parents, let me tell you. Don't you just feel like sometimes you wish you could just leave the door open and let the kids roam, but not really have to worry about them? Now, we got a solution for you. With the electric fence for your child, you don't have to worry about him wandering out too far. The electric fence for your adolescent, toddler, or youngster, it is a simple microchip that you implant into their temple, and if they cross a certain line, they will get a zap. And you might be thinking, I don't want to hurt my kid too much. Do not worry. You can control the voltage of the zap. Little Timmy, uh, you know, just not listening. You really want to uh, teach them a lesson? Kids need boundaries, that's all I can say. And now we've got literal electrified boundaries for your child. Available now at Stamat. Oh, happy. So, I've definitely thought about moving to like California or somewhere, to, somewhere that's not <clears throat> so gray. Cause I'll tell you what, that seasonal depression is real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
what holds you to Seattle? Uh, mostly uh, my wife, I'd say at this point. I would say like, but we got the scene out here, but the sea, I mean, it, the pandemic pretty much destroyed that. Mm-hmm. If it did the job, gentrification was doing pretty efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. It did. So. Is she from now Seattle? No, she just works out here. She's so. got a fucking sweet, sweet job. So sweet jobs. I feel like can get remote though, these days. Right. But unfortunately, they did talk about going back in September to in-person, in-office. So It doesn't really do anything extra. You mean like being in-person? Yeah, I mean like, yeah. is it really that much more beneficial? It's such a waste of time for everyone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. <coughs> <clears throat> yeah, now now she's gonna add four, five hours to her commute or three hours to her commute, depending, you know. Yeah. Gotta love the rat race. There's definitely uh benefits to both because obviously working remotely is amazing because then you can kind of set your more your own hours. <clears throat> There's no commute. But then you're also on the hook for you know, more electricity, more heat, more, you know, obviously office furniture. They did give her a stipend for, for certain things. So that's cool. But hmm. yeah, I didn't yeah. think about it like that, but I guess that makes sense. It's kind of weird. Cause like they can companies, <laughs> I don't know how many are going to do this, but a lot of companies I'm sure are like, well, shit, we can offset, you know, or like we can uh, offload a lot of these costs of operating a, a building uh-huh. onto the people. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, you could save so much from the retail space. But right. the problem is what happens if we all d- abandon retail space? This country is built on retail space. I know, right? I don't even literally, know, literally, dude. You know? I know. I mean, things change, you know, the world, you got to just adapt. I don't know. Because I mean, you know, when everybody is like worried about a certain change happening to the country and what it's going to do. I, I just think about like shit, like the fucking car becoming a thing and how many industries were just folded because of that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just there's like certain things that have just folded entire industries. And yet here we are, we're still in the same country and we still exist. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We've been a consumer, like commercial consumer uh, country for so long. I don't know if that's going to last like physically, like, you know, physical spaces. I don't know if that sentence made any sense. I don't care. I just said it. Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. So what was the last invention besides the car that like reset the economy and made a bunch of stuff up obsolete? That's a good question. The computer? Yeah, maybe. Damn, that's a good question. I mean, it happens all the time, but yeah, I mean, it the does. Computer, yeah. I guess would 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 be something. Um, I mean, automation just in general. Well, when you think of how many things a computer takes off the desk, oh yeah, you know, it's like there's that that had to have made a huge impact economically to a lot of industries. Just the whole digitization, like it's so weird when you think about it. <clears throat> like people used to have jobs where like all they did was make globes. Right, globes, you know, right. like map, not not to mention map makers. It's like a whole separate sec. 
And there's like, you know, people that made fucking porcelain, China, all that shit, you know? Right. Yeah, there's so many industries that are just decimated. <laughs> Don't exist anymore. farmers don't exist anymore Except yeah the one that lives down the street from my house who keeps yelling at me for picking <laughs> strawberries for what picking strawberries yeah. <laughs> why are you going onto his property to do it oh no, they're hanging over the fence no what the fuck then hey you your strawberry, strawberry bitch yeah i'm like dude do you want you know put a trestle there and get them to you know grow the other way <clears throat> lazy ass yeah, you could be a competent farmer if you're so worried about it. I know. He, I wouldn't really call him a farmer. He just simply has a plant. You know, <laughs> oh, he's more of a gardener, I guess. Well, yeah. What is the dif- <laughs> what is the differentiation? Yeah, right. I don't know. Farmer owns the land. Farmer doesn't have to own the land, though. No, no. You're just a tiny farmer if you're a gardener. Just a an itty bitty farmer. farmer, a baby a farmer. Far- I farm babies. <laughs> a baby farmer. Yeah. Oh my god. Just, just man flesh. <laughs> man flesh. There's nothing wrong with farming babies. Come on, man. It's better than getting them out in the wild. More sustainable. We don't want to decimate the baby create, population. You know, but baby farming does create that methane boom, you know? Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So what are you going to do? Know. Just got to eat them. <laughs> you just got to eat <laughs> just don't let them overpopulate that's yeah, the main the thing the only cure to overpopulation is we eat our young yes it's not like other animals don't do it don't act like it's weird just because we're doing it yeah <laughs> somebody would listen to that and be like oh my fucking god I can't believe they're even joking about that ew I, don't, I got my uh, my psych professor is going to come on um the podcast at some point this nice yeah and then diagnosis finally uh yeah when we talk about nostalgia from like a you know clinical point of view and i'm gonna do some some research and shit on it and and stuff so right now my i have to do my final project for this class and i'm doing it on well the class is human sexuality i'm doing it on hip-hop and the heteronormative misogynistic nature of it Mm mm-hmm and I don't know exactly like what view or what angle to take that from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's pretty fucking complicated. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of angles to come at it. The, 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 I think the angle that I was thinking about is like the grandfather clause. You know how, you know how, uh, For example, let's say, uh, the, yeah, the example I gave a while ago was Rick Ross, you know, dropped that song about having a girl or him putting Molly in a girl's champagne or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then <clears throat> freaked out and stuff. And not then, the worst thing said in a rap song, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it was not okay. And he was black. Yeah. And so he's an easy target. I know, right? <clears throat> and um, yeah. And you can listen to what Eminem says. Well, that's what I'm saying is like Eminem got almost damn near canceled for like, what did he say? He said some shit that wasn't he said even some that. shit about raping and murdering his like baby mama. And like, well, yeah, like very detailed in the songs right. about what he was going to do. You know? I mean, he's made like fucking five songs about that in the past. And I don't yeah. remember what it was recently, but fairly recently, like he was under fire for something he had said. And I don't think it was that. It was like something else. Uh, whatever it is, he yeah, 
And I just thought, how ridiculous. This man has talked about like raping women and date raping women and murdering women and cutting them up into pieces and throwing them into the ocean. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because he, you know, has a daughter and he makes songs for his daughters. So therefore he like actually cares about women, even though, you know. In one of the songs, he had his daughter there while his he's throwing the body of his ex-wife yeah. into the fucking ocean. Yeah. Like, dude, like how is that okay? I don't understand. I mean, um, it's like it's art, everything should be like okay, I guess. But like if we're canceling people for things they've said in a song, yeah. I mean, how is that not up there? I don't know. Yeah. And so, but the thing is, yeah, it's like, so there's, to me, there's like this grandfather clause, right? Where it's like, there was a certain point when saying it was okay. And right, you're, right, you're okay right. with hearing it. And then after a certain point, we just aren't okay with hearing it, but mm-hmm. we're still okay with hearing the old stuff, you know, like, yeah, just like, I don't know, like I could turn on some, like, let's say some Isaiah Rashad, right? Some like newer, street shit uh that has some you know uh bashing of uh gay folk mm-hmm. just in the sense of saying like pussy n-word and like yeah. a lot of the kind of normal normalized uh phrases that come in the hip-hop culture right and i could play that song around <clears throat> certain people and they'll be like this is you know like horrible like you know the lgbtq community like could be so ashamed blah 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 etc mm-hmm. right and all the points they're saying are are, are true right mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah uh yeah he's he's shaming males for being effeminate he's shaming males for not being not falling into a very specific category you know everything's about you know a binary only males and females there's never mm-hmm. an addressing of you know like the, the the gray area in between all of that stuff right and then yeah i'll be like yeah that's totally all true and then you know uh nothing but a g thing comes on or something like that right, right. and it's like tupac and snoop uh, or i mean uh, snoop dog and, and and dre and they're talking about you know gang banging some girls and you know some right. fucked up shit you know talk, talking about these dudes over here or you know and then like they're just like dancing and singing like not complaining at all and, you're and nobody's tripping about it at all yeah and i'm like all right well i'm not saying that you should not enjoy that song but i'm saying you got to be able to enjoy it and understand what it is that's wrong about it you right. know what i mean like yeah you can't just be like oh no this is totally okay and then on the reverse this is just horrible because of what they're saying even though they're saying the same thing i don't know it's just like no totally yeah it's bizarre and also yeah it's just hard to uh like i feel like it's such a cop out to say well you can't apply today's standards on the past because like that's what people say that's what like racists say about like uh you know, like the fucking Confederacy or whatever. You know what I mean? Or like uh, people who've said like horribly racist fucking uh, things in the past or like, you know, uh, what's that shit? The study of the skull. It's complete bullshit. Oh, uh, um, it's an E. Eugenics. Well, yeah, eugenics, for example, like people are like, well, you, you know, anyway, I feel like there's a lot of uh, work done to defend that kind of shit by saying phrenology. Yeah, phrenology, that's what it is. By saying, well, that's just, you know, what they thought at the time and that's how they acted at the time. But it's like, nah, fuck that. They were wrong and they were fucked up. But at the same time, and it feels almost like contradictory, but I also feel like when it comes to, for example, art from even 20 years ago, 
you do have to kind of like put on the lens of 20 years ago in their particular cultural context if you want to like listen to that shit and enjoy it. Otherwise, yeah, nothing you listen to is going to be very enjoyable if you're viewing it from your own cultural context of right now. It's just confusing, man, because there is really no right or wrong way to exist in a culture. I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point, but uh, yeah, yeah, because it, it comes I down. To, it comes I feel down like to... I was like definitely pro. What? What are you saying? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're, no, you you're go ahead. Finished. You were definitely no. Right. You. I insist. No. No. Me? You... <laughs> um. <laughs> oh God. Where are we? Um, I don't know where I am. I have no fucking clue where I am right now. I am somewhere probably in America, I assume. Um, no. Three, three quarters of the way to Thailand. <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty good. Earlier this morning, I was pretty sure you were in fucking Oregon. That's really oh. good time. You're making great time. You want to know uh, one of the worst songs I ever made? Yes. It's called Adventure to Thailand. Okay. <laughs> and right. uh, Thailand was not the country but it was doing dabs off titanium pads. Ah, nice. Thailand. Okay, I get it. One of the worst songs I've ever made. Terrible. <laughs> Big of you to admit that. <laughs> I mean, I could give you a top 10 list of songs that are the worst that I've ever made. There's, there's a good amount. Yeah, I've definitely got a long, lengthy I, list of horrible songs I've made. 10 favorite uh, song titles that I've ever use not not to <laughs> song disconnected yeah. entirely from the yes including uh meat curtains come again <laughs> yeah that's a yeah, good that one heinous. heinous is in is the perfect descriptor for that it hurt my soul a little bit yeah revisiting old music man oof it's a minefield um but i was gonna say like i've definitely been i grew up in a culture that was extremely misogynistic I would say rape culture isn't an inaccurate fucking label for it. You know what I mean? Like the idea was in high school, like it was totally normal to think of getting a woman drunk and taking advantage of her. That was like a normal thing. Uh, it was completely okay in middle school to like touch a woman without asking her. That was like a fun game kids played. Yeah. That was the the thing in middle school is you, you run by the girl and slap her butt. Yes. Without, you know, of course, no permission whatsoever. And it's just no consent at yeah. all. And Not a consideration. Supposed to like giggle and just be okay with it. Yeah. And, and like, like maybe even it could like, you know, you lead know. to some. And it definitely improved your social standing with the, with the other boys because you're brave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you, yeah. And it showed that you were sexually mature, mm -hmm. you know. And the media we ingested, it was all hard to get shit. Like romance was, was, you know, the woman plays coy and like she isn't into it and then the man persists until she eventually caves i mean that shit is isn't cool you know what i mean that's not fucking cool but that's the culture i was enraptured in and so if i look at people who are in a particular culture wrapped up in that culture and i view them and i judge them by my standards today in the culture that i live in now in seattle that's not really fair to do necessarily and it's just kind of like tone deaf to try to do that i don't know uh you just it's okay to view it from the viewpoint of now but you just have to be aware 
of it. You know what I mean? You can't like, I'm not going to go bash like Keith David for something he said in an eighties movie, just because I just discovered it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, exactly. it's not relevant now. And I could think it's fucked up. And, but yeah, you, you have to have a, a, an understanding of like where we were when something came out and the, the ability to reflect on it. But the problem right. is when, when everyone is either in denial of any of it, you know, like people aren't willing to talk about it or, you know, they just ignore everything. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, no, there's nothing weird about this. I'm just going to keep, you know, playing Woody Allen movies. Like nothing's wrong. Right. It's like, really? Yeah. I think you have to uh, have some sort of inciting incident to get you to like reflect on that shit. And then you have to like realize, I mean, it's just, it's from empathy really, because it's like, did women appreciate it 25 years ago to be called bitches and hoes? And like, you know, did middle school girls like having their fucking ass? No, like, of course not. But, uh, and some would be like, well, I did like it. And it's like, well, you also weren't given the choice whether you well, did right. like it or not. So True. that's part of the problem. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like, you know, guys were going up to girls and being like, excuse me, miss, do you mind if I, uh, clap your derriere? You know, right. Right. It's not what happens. And that, <laughs> yeah. Six and a no really wasn't necessarily a an immediate block either for yeah. kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many movies did we watch where it's just like, yeah, she's like, no, 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 no. And they just keep being like, yeah, girl, I'm just going to keep showing up. Yep. Yep. I mean, literally, like most of the romantic stories were just stalking, really, <laughs> until the woman finally capitulated. Yeah, speaking of stalking, so I, I I fell asleep to it last night. Back to the Future, as you were oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. His fucking his dad, Marty's dad, is just yeah. the fucking perviest creeper. I ever, know, dude. Creeping in that tree, peeping you know, just Tom, peeping dude. Tom. He's a peeping Tom. And then, oh my god, I was like, this movie is so good and so bad at the same time. Yeah, like totally. I think it might be <laughs> the strongest mashup of great and horrible like yes yep because there's just moments in it when you're like that is the most badass shit i've ever thought about in my life the fucking yes. flux capacitor yes and just like doc the delorean just like yes. there's so many things about it they're just so so badass and fucking then iconic it. yeah and then and then you meet marty's parents and you're like god this is so over the top and so bad and it's like yeah i get i shouldn't like <laughs> them but come on yeah and then, yeah and then oh by the way, uh, Biff might be my favorite name Dude. ever. Okay, I was just thinking about the actor that played Biff. I gotta say, man, that man gave it his fucking all. He played like one, two, three, four or five versions of himself, and all of them were strong as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, Buford Tannen was so different from, like, old Biff, was so different from, like, 50s Biff, and they were all the strongest fucking character acting I've, like, ever seen. That man was committed. Also, Crispin Glover. Mwah, perfect. Which one was uh, Crispin Glover again? He was the dad where he's like looking at the TV and he's like. <laughs> oh, dude, he's so painfully overwrought. It's, yeah, he does dude. such a good job. But yeah, you want to just bash him. Yeah, he's, just, he's so ridiculous. So wait, is the whole movie just him trying to like, him going back in time to try to save Doc, accidentally fucking up his parents' relationship. Right. Then he has to re- establish it otherwise he will never be born that's it and then and then he gets stuck and then they go on to their adventure right is that okay 
because it had been so long since I'd seen it. And like I said, I fell asleep last night, but I was like, is this really, this is just him playing matchmaker for his parents and his mom's in love with them. It's just like, yeah, it's a little weird. You know, there's this moment. ah, So incesty. It's very incesty. Zesty and incesty. Why do you keep calling me Calvin? (laughs) Uh, There's this moment at the dance where she like plants a big old kiss on him. And then she's like, oh, like something about this is wrong. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks for including that. Yeah, Fucking at least they include that Zemeckis. instead of Game of Thrones, where they're just like, Ooh, this is so hot. You know, just like, yeah, Game of Thrones is doing another, they're doing a spinoff, right? Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. HBO's doing probably multiple spinoffs of Game of Thrones. And Jesus don't get me Christ. wrong, it's an amazing, like, fantasy world right it is really well thought out there's a lot of real badassness in all of it but it's going to be promoting the incest again what is what is so titillating i guess it's taboo well so so there's that but like come on the biggest problem with game of thrones when i saw it right is it is essentially a representation of europe right right right. like all of these countries this is a representation of europe each one of pretty clearly countries is like a different a form of white person. Everyone yeah. is very white. There weren't, there were like next to no black people, I think in the show, like I'd have to, I'd have to look back on that. And it's just very, very uh, based off of European monarchy and all of that stuff, right? right. And just the fascination that goes into that. that Which were seen- very incestuous. Which exactly. And so that's, that's part of it. You know, I think it's just like, it's the normalization of just like this shit actually happened and stuff. And it's like, well, in Hollywood, if you just cast like two unrelated hot people and say their brother and sister and have them like making out on screen, it's like, you know, that's, that's beyond normalizing it. That's sexualizing it. You know what I mean? That's that's, that's, that's a, it's a different thing. And so that's why you have, you know, a lot of the the weirdness the people like the power dynamic you know what i mean going into the whole concept of you know like why people are into different sexual things you know a lot of people like power play and that's why you know yeah a lot of the people look into the whole stepmom and and mom porn not because mm-hmm. it's uh because they want to have sex with their mom or their stepmom <laughs> but because they like the aspect of the power of right the, right know, that's and, true and so there is that but there are also those creepy people that are like yeah, I just wish I could have my fucking. <laughs> yeah, and so the this spinoff is about the Targaryens, which are like they're like dragon. They have dragon's blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay, you know the blonde ones, Daenerys so, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's her family. So you know the the whole story is about the blondes, the Aryan race, right? Tight, the, perfect. The Aryan we need more stories about that. Exactly right. You know, Aryans are, are just they're underrepresented, right? They are. So. This is, these are this is the Aryan race of uh, what you call it the the Game of Thrones world. They have dragon's blood. Um, it isn't really that. It's pretty risky for them to you know mate outside of their their family because they need the dragon's blood. You know, but ah. it creates so it creates you know it's kind of like the flip of a coin is what they say. It's like every time one's born, it's like a flip of a coin because the incest could make them crazy or, you know, like a normal person, right? Worth it. And so, yeah, that's that's the story that they're following, you know? Great. Like, so hella incest cool. with white people. With 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 
blonde white with people. Aryans. Yes, it's like Aryan incest. Are, yeah, um, it is really kind of baffling to me how much Nazi like stuff is slipped into Hollywood without people noticing it. Yeah, you know, when it's just like this is like I remember when I watched Three Hundred. I'm like, dude, this is this shit is like Nazi propaganda. This is like, <laughs> what? Well, dude, 300. Are you kidding me? Hitler like worshiped the Spartans, you know? They, they, oh, like the Spartans were all about fucking clean, like, you know, killing their young if they were uh, born malformed. Oh, or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they would do all sorts of things. Like you had to be super perfect to be a Spartan. They were like all about genetic purity and stuff like that. Oh, and, God. You know, okay. It wasn't in the stem of, you know, like you have to be blonde haired or anything like that, but it was like you have to be a perfect specimen. Because you have you to were... be a, a warrior at some point. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're being, you're being, you know, it is like the, the, uh, the original societal representation of like ethnic cleansing and things like that. When the boy was born, like old Spartans, he was inspected. If he'd been small or puny, or sickly or misshapen, he would have been discarded. Right. Is all is all Sparta, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Greeks, you know, they were so blah blah blah." And it's like, "Well, the Greeks did a lot of you know fucked up shit." Let's you know, oh like, hell let's yeah! Again. But also anything that had to do with you know pleasure seeking, uh, you know, the Greeks had a hand in it. You know, so they had a lot of hands in incest, and they had a lot yep. of hands in in uh, polygamy. Uh, you know, everything. Perfect example of not really being able to look back with current uh, modern sensibilities and really understanding what was going on there. Because, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, the Greeks were fucked up. I mean, they did some fucked up shit. But just imagine being in a world where, like, it doesn't matter. There is no press. There's no nothing. It's like you just exist and you have all of the money. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And you just live in this royal palace and you just are told that you are a god and you just are right. a god. And you're right. just like, yes, step into my vomitorium, you know? A vomitorium, yeah. Which I think is Russian. Or I mean, not Russian, uh, Roman, but still. Greeks. Have well, it. vomitoriums are important and I think we should bring them back. I actually do too. Like for, you know, an event like, uh... okay, so it was my birthday and Selena and I went to this like, you know, the nicest restaurant in Portland, considered. Uh, it's called Le Pigeon, Le Pigeon, French restaurant. Uh, we ordered the seven course chef's choice, right? So it's seven courses, whatever they want to send us, right? And it was fucking amazing. But by the end of it, by the like, because he technically gave us eight portion, eight, eight courses because he gave us an extra dessert because it was my birthday damn we had eight courses but i remember so so yeah by the time the seventh course came so it's the dessert you know um it was a foie gras coke float jesus man yeah they made foie gras soft serve and it was amazing it was fucking amazing (laughs) but by that point i was like man this is this this hurts i'm gonna have to purge (laughs) Yeah, and so Selena and I, for multiple days afterward, we were we were like hungover, you know. But I was right. like, in, in that instance where it's like I'm experiencing all of this good food, I would have gladly, you know, just like turned around, walked into a room, emptied my gut, 
had some fizzy water and and kept going because that food was right. so <laughs> yeah well that's that the thing said, why should you have to be limited by your physical boundaries exactly right you what is, experience what is, the spiritual you know i want to know what what <laughs> you know binging and purging really feels like like, like let's get really, down to it yeah I guess I could just do this in my backyard, though. My backyard could be my vomitory. Oh, just turn it into a yeah. Why don't you like dig a small pit or something, and then I mean, just I could just puke on my neighbor's fence. Oh, I mean for sure, yeah, you yeah. could do that. They're trying to sell the house, so uh, drop down that property value. Mm, yeah, genius. Uh, yesterday, so it's a two bedroom, one bath house. It's like small, and there was like this uh, couple and their two kids looking at the house, and they're all excited about it and stuff. And was, two kids are like ten years old. I was like, what the fuck? You guys need to not live here. But I was thinking about just pulling my speaker out and blasting some just, fucking ignorant just, shit. Just ignorant, some juicy J. Just yeah, yeah. Cut that ass. Just like the clapper. Just, just, just puffing hella, hella tree. <laughs> like we have some super old tree that uh, you know was outdoor from last year. Just like start the fire and then just like throw all of it. Oh, there you go. Just, like, <laughs> the neighborhood out, you know. <laughs> Drop down those property values. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Selena had like some weird thing where, you know, she reads her horoscope all the time, but in her horoscope, it specifically said that on June 10th, your living situation will change drastically. What? Right? That's was, too it, specific, astrologists. It, it didn't say specifically June 10th, but it said when the, when the moons do this thing, right? And she figured it out. It's June 10th. Oh, okay. And then, and then the other day, uh, one of our roommates says that she's moving out. She's getting her own place. Oh. And then we talked to the person who owns the house, our other roommate. And he's like, yeah, I might be moving back to Bellingham. I might sell the house and all this Whoa. stuff. Whoa. Just like, oh, okay. So I might try to buy the house. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That shit. Especially if you know the owner. That's that's the best fucking situation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it'd be, it'd be key to snag a house that you... I mean, staying a house before it gets on the market, and then right? the fact that you don't even have to, like I would, I'd move upstairs. You know Fuck what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that's as far as I'd move my stuff. You know, and then yeah, you know, thought about you know even the concept of just buying it and not having roommates move in. You know, right? Yeah, yeah that'd be just, dope. Just hustle, build some equity, baby. Uh, equitious. So did you watch all three uh, Back to the Futures? I sure the fuck did. Uh, which one's the worst? I got to say, they're all fucking pretty good. I, I was like surprised. I didn't think, because I haven't seen them in years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I assumed that the third one would be pretty bad. And I say it's probably like. Is that the one where the cowboys and stuff? Yeah. It's probably the weakest one, I guess. Um, But. It's still pretty fucking good. They set it up in the second one. So it like makes a little bit of sense. Okay. You know what? I think the second one makes the least amount of sense. Let's say. Because in the second one. So in the first one. He goes back just to try his invention. uh, Or he gets killed, I guess. And then so Marty wants to go back and save him. So it's like perfect character motivation. I understand it. And then he ends up in 80 in the uh, in the 50s. And uh, they have to get back. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. Back, back to, the, to future. the future. Yeah. But then in the second one, Doc comes back and he wants to bring Marty to the future so that his kid in the future doesn't go to fucking prison. What? 
Like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like why does Doc care so much? And Doc being the scientist that's so worried about like uh, ruining the space time continuum, he wants to fuck with that just so like this kid doesn't go to prison. Party. Cause he got manipulated by Biff of the future. Like, I don't like what? It doesn't really make any sense at all. Future Biff. It's not a very good character motivation. Unacceptable. But the third one makes a bit of sense because uh, at the end of the second one, what the fuck happens? Some shit happens. Oh, because he gets fucking uh, struck by lightning. So he ends up going to 1885. And it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. Marty wants to go back and bring him back because he knows he's going to die. Okay, fine. Third one. The second one, character motivation really doesn't make any sense. Doc wouldn't do that shit. But I will say, after watching Ricky and Morty, Morty, or Ricky and Morty, Rick and Morty, (laughs) uh, and then watching Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. fucking makes perfect sense. Doc was a maniac, a complete fucking lunatic. Oh, yeah. Marty, I need you to meet me in the mall at 1 a.m. I bought some, I got some plutonium because I contracted with the Libyans to make a nuclear device. Yeah. What? Absolute insanity. And it's Insanity. just like, yeah, Marty's just like, I'm a 15 year old kid. Let's go. Or I'm a 16 year old kid. Let's go hang out with this old man that like, and they don't establish the relationship. No, they, they never do. Like, yeah, it's just like, they, they just hang out. It's just his sidekick. Yeah, so in, have- in three movies, they don't establish why, how they know each other, why they hang out. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Selena had never put the two and two together that Marty and Morty and like, oh, yeah. Rick and Doc, you know, and she was like, wait, whoa. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, Doc and Marty, Rick and Morty. Yeah, Yeah, Rick and Morty is like a really (laughs) fucked up version of this. It's just taking it to its logical end. Because if that's the kind of shit that he's got this kid, this 16-year-old involved in, Uh (laughs) then obviously he's fucked up. Like, he's doing all sorts of other fucked up shit. What's he doing with his family? Yeah, (laughs) right. Champagne, baby. Wow, this is such a palatial regalia. The best steakhouse in town. Happy anniversary, darling. Oh, Bruno, you're so romantic. Hey, you two lovebirds. My name's Henry, and I'll be your server tonight. Thank you, Henry. The champagne is perfect. My wife was just complimenting the regalia. Yes, it's very nice and palatial. Is there anything I can get you two started with, or do you know what you'd like for your entrees? Oh, yes. I'll have the chicken gizzard. Great choice, sir. Those are in season right now. They are delicious. And for the lady? Well, I was wondering if you had a porterhouse. Ooh, yeah, I'm really sorry. We don't serve porterhouse. I don't know, honey, but I'm welcome to this place and give them a one-star review immediately. Talk about you don't serve porterhouse over here. <laughs> we have a no pet policy in this restaurant. Firstly, secondly, who are you and what are you doing here? And finally, we don't serve porterhouse. Well, we about to change that right now. Woo! Coming to your local Star Mart this summer, we have beef, beef. porterhouse. Coming in 72 ounce size, 138 ounce size, 229 ounce size. We don't fuck around with Porterhouse. Porterhouse, Porterhouse. This summer at your local Star Mart, go and get some Porterhouse and fill that gut. Treat yourself like you're supposed to be treated with Porterhouse. Porterhouse.
That's right. You heard it here first from Cheddar Hair Hot. I know you've been trying to get some porter house. And you don't know where to get it at because you're going to the grocery store and they don't got it. Well, let me tell you something real right quick. You just got to go down to your local store, man. That's right. They got the uh, porter house all up in there, Now I'm hyper. What'd you eat? A sesame waffle. That's not, that's not real. And, oh, damn it. Um, and eggs and potatoes, as they call them in the scientific field. Scientific tapos? Scientific taters. Yeah, shit was uh like um like when I like when I put them in my mouth, um like my tongue uh sent all this information to my brain or whatever. And then like my brain was trying to tell me like, hey, this shit tastes good. And I was uh-huh. like, Word? Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Oh my god. That's like that's like some some brain functioning. Dude, for real. Something like mid-level brain functioning. (laughs) Low-key, for real. Low-key, mid-level. You know what, uh, after watching Back to the Future, though? You know what strikes me about movies from that era? It's like, unironically, there's this unironic magic and like wonder and sense of adventure there's no nod to the camera. There's no wink. There's no like meta commentary about the genre. I mean, there is a little bit like they're obviously like lampooning like, you know, uh, Westerns and stuff. But I'm just saying like it's unironically like this is badass. This is a fun, good story. Nowadays, everything has to be like it has to undercut itself. It can't get too real. Can't get cheesy. You know what I mean? It's like, I kind of want that again. I just want like a, a straightforward story. No meta nothing. No fucking, you know, parodying anything. Just straight up a good story with badass shit happening. No, sir. I didn't like it. Um, that happens, just not in Hollywood. Right. Hollywood is way too like just meta about it. Uh, I mean, Fast and the Furious, bro. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I wonder why it is in my brain that I just cannot view it in that way. I've never watched any of those <laughs> stuff to this day. I've watched a couple and they are ridiculous. They get more and more ridiculous too, as far as I understand. I'm not going to watch like the fucking eighth one, but I heard the eighth one's the best one. That's the heist movie, right? I, I don't know. Oh. Ah, I thought you were serious. There is one later in the series that people really actually say is legitimately good. Uh, I legitimately don't believe it. I saw fucking Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift, and that shit was fucking whack as shit. Just from like a storytelling perspective. Yeah, but they were in Tokyo though, weren't they? You know, they were. I think that's the one with Luda, right? I think. Probably. That sounds correct, yeah. 
Ludacris, uh, one of the best feature rappers of all time. Luda is underrated, in my opinion. He is like, amazing. Who's your? Who do you think is the best feature artist? Like you get on a track. That's a great question. I think it might be Ludacris. You know what? Because I have not given it any thought, I'm going to agree with you. Because he always kills it every single I time. I mean, with Missy Elliott, with Usher, with uh, Big Boy. You know, I, I can't think of a bad Ludacris feature verse. Fucking solid all the way through, man. His albums are full of fire. His music videos were always amazing. His features were solid. And he was in movies. It's all that matters. If a rapper's in a movie, then he he's better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. He steals a SUV. <laughs> he was in an Academy Award winner, bro. Whoa. He's not like a normal rap actor. Ractor. Ractor. Mm-hmm. It's a rapping actor. I'm going to have to revisit Crash because it gets a lot of shit. Nobody thinks it deserved to win or like be nominated for an Academy Award. But I want to revisit it and see what it's all about. I remember the controversy is. I remember enjoying it when I watched it, but I was like Me too. 18. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. And I thinking back on it, I'm imagining it is probably really overwrought. Then again, those those people that are hating on Crash are probably still loving Titanic. You know? Ah! Oh my God, Titanic. Jesus. People just didn't like it because it was black people. Yeah, I think I would say that there's definitely a lack of subtlety in Crash. I think if I revisited it, I'd be like, oh, wow, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it hit me in the face with a hammer about all this shit. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Brendan Fraser, before he like completely lost any ability to be in any uh, filmed project. What, ha- what happened to Brendan Fraser? As far as I understand, he laughed weird at an awards show, and that was it. There's like one video of him, and he's like, <laughs> and he like claps his hand awkwardly, and he looks weird, and then that was like a viral thing, and I haven't seen him since. Blast from the past. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I don't really remember if it was good, but it was an awesome idea. I remember enjoying it. But, you know, I was probably young. They I thought... also remember enjoying Phenomenon with John Travolta. <laughs> we all know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, youth. The things we liked as kids. Oh, yeah. I liked a lot of whack shit when I was a kid. Did every kid like Sublime at one point in time? <laughs> I sure the fuck did. You know yeah, what? I still do. I, oh. I still do. I'll listen to that shit now and be like, hey, well, yeah. look at your hair. Your shirt. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just scream Sublime. I'm going to use Sublime shirt. Are you saying because I'm literally cosplaying as Brad Noel right now? Exactly. Or what? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's the, where's the opium <laughs> pipe? Come on. Did they do opium? Is that a thing? I think he died from heroin, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is you an opioid. That, technically. You shouldn't be joking about anything, really. Uh, Life yeah, is not funny. Um, it's not funny! Okay. No. Life is pain and suffering, yes. and, and then we die. Yeah, but I'm going to laugh at your pain and suffering. 
Right. And my, and my pain and suffering. Would it be all right? Let me just ask you, would it be okay if at your funeral, I did a little stand-up set tight five? Yes. Yes. I'll host the open mic if you want. I want my funeral to be very awkward. <laughs> okay. In what way? Like, are you going to have the layout of the room so you can't barely walk in it? You have to go in weird directions. <laughs> yeah. The coffin's just in the middle of everything, but I'm not actually, yeah. It's, it's like double parked. The coffin will be like double parked <laughs> in a small room. Yeah. yeah. No one will be able to sit very comfortably. And then I, it's actually not even, a, it's not even me in the coffin. Oh shit. Well, who yeah. is it? Just some dead guy. I don't know. Oh, just some like, cadaver. It's just it's just not embalmed and he smells really bad. Yeah. <laughs> just the putrefying murder victim, yeah. unnamed murder victim. And there's yeah, just someone playing organ, like a really oversized <laughs> organ. In the small room, hell yeah. In the small room, yeah. <laughs> and, and then yeah, you're doing stand-up. <laughs> no, it'd be the perfect captive audience, you know? Oh, yeah. That's why that's kind of how I feel about pastors at funerals preferably the it's room like has no door as well oh yeah 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 <laughs> well like one door in. maybe you know no, you have to drop in through a ceiling oh, what? <laughs> there's like a ladder or something yeah no no you drop you just, in you have to drop yeah. in okay. you, have to, you have to do the you know foot on a hand thing and boost people <laughs> up to get out like three people long of that yeah yeah, yeah. um that's the what i think about might be stuck about pastors at funerals though i feel like they're very similar to like an open mic comic who has a captive audience that can't go anywhere for some reason. You know, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up about Jesus right now. Like the dude's body is like three feet away from you and you're going on and on about heaven and hell and shit. Like, what are you doing? I think it's rude. Like, let's focus on the person. It is always so awkward when you're at a funeral and the person gets up and starts speaking and you can tell that they're just one of those people that likes to speak. Right. And like, they're just using grief as their, you know, uh, soapbox. It's to just speak about just whatever they want. Uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it. So uncomfortable. Like, can you put your ego in your pocket for like a second and just focus on the fact that this man is dead or woman yeah. or non-binary person? Yeah, exactly. Whoever is dead. Thank you. It might be a, you know, it might not even be a person. Like what other options are there? Alien? Yeah. Sure. Animal? It could be a pet. That's true. Yeah, exactly. You know, your, your sheep died. Your pet sheep. Your pet. For the last 12 years. Damn. <laughs> what, would, what would the sheep's name be? Um, I want to say like uh, Simon or... Garfunkel. Something like that. Huh? Or Garfunkel? Gar oh yeah. Actually, that's a good sheep name. Garfunkel. Or well, goat name, actually. Garfunkel the goat. Simon and Garfunkel, the sheep Simon and the goat's Garfunkel. Fuck. That's your next that's cartoon. A, that's a cartoon right there. That's a cartoon or a, a graphic novel or a a toy franchise or all of the above. Simon and Garfunkel, what would they do? Who would they save the world from? <laughs> Oh, they're saving the world. Oh, yeah. God okay. damn. All right. You know, Jesus is the shepherd and he's the savior. So I feel like there's some sort of connection there. You know what I'm saying? They're saving the world and their sheep and they have a shepherd. Something. Might be something. I'm connecting there. dots here. Have you ever seen the action Bible? 
Action Bible, which was first released in 2010. Its excellent comic book illustrations has made it a bestseller among preteens and teens. <laughs> no. Is it from the Tanakh all the way to the uh, Revelations? Or is it just like a part of like the New Testament or something? I think it's just, I think it's the whole New Testament, but it's done as oh. like a graphic novel. Well, I'm upset that it's the New Testament because the Tanakh has a lot more crazy shit in it, but that would be an insane graphic novel. <laughs> it's way more violent. They're like kids. Yeah. No, we can't. You can't change that. I, I would. I would want to see that shit. That would be amazing. You should make it. The New Testament is a little lame in comparison, but I would yeah. definitely check out this action bible. Uh, I saw it at Walmart the other day. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. They're selling to- it for, like for real, like. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a you know it was like a, a hard copied uh, or hard cover, and uh, it was completely sealed, so we couldn't go through it. So I was a little bummed out about that. But it was sitting right next to all the the romance novels, you know, the, the Harlequin what? romance novels, and all of those, uh, at least most of them, were about incest. Come again? <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. It's a hot topic. Uh, in those books, it is. There's a lot of incest, and also so hot. Mm. In American fantasy novels, it's super common for the uh, woman, you know, the 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 book is following to be raped in the beginning. And oh, the, as an inciting incident, yeah, yeah. And the whole reason that that happens on a psychological level is to free them from the guilt of premarital sex. Oh, what? That's horrible! Oh my god! Like, yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. That is so it's like, vile, man. So it, yeah, it's like how some women essentially are fantasizing being raped because it breaks the bond, and then you know, oh yeah, they can have just have they can just not have to worry about it in the future because it's already ruined. Wow. Or alternatively, hear me out. What if we lived in a less repressed society, and people could just explore their sexuality? Oh my god. What? What if? I'm just saying. That's crazy. I don't know if we can do that. Well, we should. We shouldn't try. No, never mind. No, no, that's a bad idea. <clears throat> so, but the Action Bible, though, is it an earnest attempt to tell the story of the New Testament, or is yeah. it like a tongue-in-cheek? No, 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 funny. It's serious. Oh my God, these it people are desperate, man. It is a yeah. It's it's getting your kid. You know, that's just he, insidious. Kid isn't into the. It, you know, he, he loves Spider-Man. You know, but he, he just won't read about the Bible. So you know, this is what you get him. A coworker of mine, we were talking about gods and whatnot, because I greatly dislike the character of God in the New Testament. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a bad character. It's a stupid bad character. Um, it's and not well written in a lot. It's of them. not. It's, his character motivations are very confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, like how cool people think Thor is and stuff." It's like, "Well, really, I got a god." that's like even more powerful than Thor. So it makes me feel pretty cool believing in it. I'm like, oh my God, dude, this coworker told me this. I was like, that is the weirdest thing you've ever said. Make me pretty pretty cool. So, you know, like I believe in it. Marvel, Marvel made God more believable. (laughs) Good job, Marvel. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, that's very Disney. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that shit. I was like, that is the most bizarre uh, reason to believe in God or like argument for God. It'll make you feel like a total badass because God's more powerful than Thor. 
Like, oh shit. I'd be a fucking Christian now. Is God more powerful than Thor? <laughs> I mean, I God doesn't know. have like a track record of, you know, of battles that we can look through. Like I can I can go through a lot of different novels and, you know, track out Thor's actual, you know, battle record. Right, right. Uh, you know, where, where, you know, where's the televised God fight? You know? Right. God's a little bitch hiding up there in the clouds. That's all I'm saying. You know, Thor's he has here. everybody do his battles for him. That's what Thor's know? out there just, you know, hitting people in the face, not right. giving a fuck. You know, he's right. just like, oh, you talking shit about me? You're talking shit about God? I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> you know? Thor's out there not giving a shit. You know, you, that's you, right. You better, you better believe in him. You better yeah, believe fuck in him. Yeah. This God is like, believe in me. But I'm Please. Not yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, come fight me. And he's like, no. Bitch ass God. Bitch ass God. Thor. Yeah, Thor will smack you in the fucking face with lightning, bitch. Oh, I'm saying, dude. Yeah. No, well, okay. Okay. Let's think about it, though. Because God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, right? So that's something. That's something. But he, you know what, though? He did lose in a wrestling match with fucking Jacob, I I think. I think it was Jacob. Hand to hand combat. Negative couldn't one. couldn't make it happen. He yeah, couldn't. Anyone anyone can sit in the clouds and push a button and fucking blow right. a city up. Okay, that's you true. Know? That's true, man. You know, God was the general of that one. God, you know, <laughs> when God had to go down and put Jacob in his place. He couldn't even he got, do it. He got pinned. <laughs> and he armbarred. All he had to do was tell Adam and Eve, like convince them to not do one thing, and he couldn't even do that. Couldn't beat Jacob in a wrestling match. Couldn't even get his fucking creations to do what he wanted i don't know man not a great track record there i know he's and then like he got a... killed by the romans later if you believe all that shit so could have uh defended himself a little better once again track record fighting not very you good know what i'm saying the fighting is not there for for god mm, yeah i'm gonna stick to it thor could kick god's ass sorry bud you need to tell your coworker. <laughs> yeah so we thought about it and we did some calculations and your god would indeed get his ass whooped by thor sorry he's actually not more awesome than thor yeah we decided does your god have a hammer no that's what i thought okay that's what i said that's what i said at the time i was like well thor does have the fucking hammer though god doesn't have one of those yeah god's not picking (laughs) that hammer up you know what i mean no one picks that hammer up not Captain even God, America. bro. No, dude, Captain America could, but you know, that's okay. wow, that's Captain America, though. It's different. Yeah, he's America. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he, he represents is. fucking America, bro. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Thor one, God zero. Sorry, in, in the hammers, uh, section, yeah. No, no, in the hand to hand combat section. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. regardless, yeah, you right. Know, I mean, even without the hammer. But I'm just saying, like, they each get to pick a weapon. You know, what's God going to pick? Right. He doesn't have a weapon, exactly. as far as I understand. What would he pick? Like the spear that killed Jesus, you know? Yeah. The, okay. The holy, Maybe. the holy spear. Now, I think God would. Yeah, he doesn't really have a signature, you know, fighting style or weapon. Or I know, dude. I mean, my God, you know, I'm just saying my ideal God. You know, my God okay. would, Let's hear about it. would be a master of Muay Thai. Oh okay. shit! He okay, seriously, know how to use his elbows and knees. So okay. like Ong Bak or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> That's your god. That'd be, that'd be yeah. a badass god, though. Tony Let's be ja real. Is essentially god to me. That's like, yeah. That dude's badass. Yeah. 
uh, now nah, I'll go with that actually. Yeah, I would potentially join your uh, religion. <sighs> Fuck yeah, dude. He jumps up and you know, like smashes the dude like with the knee to the chin and then <laughs> the top of the fucking Oh my god, elbow. yes. Just crushes. So good. I need to go watch yeah. that Fucking shins made of steel, dude. Impressive. I was watching this video of I don't know what uh um specific uh martial art they were studying but you know it was a chinese guy and he was just kicking this metal bar over and over God damn <clears throat> like his shin like right here you know just like clack 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 which is like the middle of his shin you know like easily i'm just like Jesus. thinking about it just breaking and like wrapping around it he's just as hard as he can over and over dude if i walk by a cardboard box and catch the top of it on my shin i'm like oh oh owie i mean the shin can be brutal we it hurts like a bitch, dude, because it's so close to the skin. There's like no fat or anything or muscle or anything. Yeah, do you remember shin guards as a kid? Uh, yeah. So soccer games. Yep. Did you ever play soccer? I sometimes I never did, but I sometimes I think about wearing shin guards and knee guards just in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as an older person, when it gets to the point where I can just do whatever the fuck I want, nobody even cares if it's weird. I'm just going to wear shin guards because it sucks so bad to hit your shin on anything. I definitely like knee pads because I have these knees that are shaped weird. So, you know, there's that like you have your kneecap and everything. And then there's that bone that's right below your kneecap and then it sticks out just a little bit. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. But my, that bone on me sticks out farther than my knee does. Oh, interesting. Right. And so if I'm like on my knees on the ground, like that bone is like, driving in in that spot and i'm oh like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't have a flat surface <laughs> well then you should just wear fucking yeah exactly. knee guards all the time exactly. i don't know what i did i think i, I might have fucked him up as a kid or something i don't know what that means could be a deposit from all the shit that i, that I got into yeah could be I've gotten a lot of uh accidents playing sports yeah see i didn't play sports so <laughs> I, I did all the things i got I was the fat kid and I would always, you know, I was kind of uncoordinated, but I'd do everything and then I would get hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I never did sports. I did do, uh, what's it called? Track and field, though. It's not really sports. It's just running. It's athletics. <laughs> it was athletic. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where I look at people that run now and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But people who had cross country and stuff. It was always crazy. Yeah. yeah. A specific type of body. Which I was never yeah. Mine can't do that shit. My knees would not hold up. Yeah. There's no way. I don't think anyone that we know in body type really is a cross country person because no one has that body type would want to you know, do what we do. Yeah. I'd be nuts. Yeah. Be I remember like running the mile as fast as I possibly can and then puking afterwards because I pushed my body so hard. And I just can't like imagine. First of all, I hate puking. And second of all, I couldn't imagine doing anything at this point in my life to the point of puking. That's what it takes to be an athlete, though. You got to push your body so fucking hard. I mean, you don't have to puke. You can stop right before you puke. <laughs> no, you got to puke. That's what the vomitorium's for. Seriously. Have you seen uh, that Will Ferrell movie? Uh, the basketball one. Oh, no, no. Where he's Jackie Moon and he's never puked before. 
I can't puke, Maddox. I've never puked in my life, ever. You're lying to me. I've been sick before. I've just never puked. I swear on my mother's grave. What about when you were a baby? Babies throw up all the time. My mom said I never did it. I swear. She said it was fascinating. In fact, the local PBS wanted to do a documentary on me. I have not, I have not seen this movie, but that sounds pretty uh, fun. I didn't know Woody Harrelson was in it. I don't know. It's it's underrated. A lot of people didn't like it, but all you got to know is Will Ferrell is the owner, coach, halftime entertainment, and power forward on his own basketball team. What? Oh, in the seventies. That's amazing. <laughs> in Flint, Michigan, the Flint Tropics. The Flint Tropics. That's good. Yeah, it's the it's got. Andre 3000 in it. Oh, word. Uh, he plays a basketball player. Another rapper turned actor. Semi-pro is the name of the movie. Ah. You should go watch that. Semi-professional. Patch Daddies. Are you tired of not being able to grow that soul patch? Do you look at pictures of Scott Staff, Fred... Durst, all of the legends, and you think, God damn it, I want a soul patch. Now Patch Daddies has that solution for you. With the Mix and Match Patch Pack, you can get all sorts of soul patches of different lengths, from two centimeters to two inches. We can have a soul patch dangling down to your happy trail. Patch Daddies also comes with soul patch extensions for those guys who can grow just a little bit, but needed to look a little bit bigger, you know what I mean? They always say size does matter, and your soul patch is a showing proof of that. So come on down to Star Mart and get yourself some soul patches from Patch Daddies with the Mix and Match Patch Pack. Star Mart, located on Mall 205, right next to P.F. Chang's. An easy way to get a mentor, potentially, is have you tried like a Ouija board or uh, some sort like trying to contact the spirits? Cause I think if you can get a ghost, that would be the best mentor. I mean, I have the Ouija. They're always app. with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I would I mean, try I reaching out to some yeah. dead people. John Travolta's not dead yet though. Ah, huh? uh, fuck. No, John, 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 Giant Travolta touches breast. Can we make a Fallout Boy style album about John Travolta? Giant Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> That's the baseline. He was it for nine and nine. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a guitar right here. I have a synthesizer Perfect. right here. Let's I go. Got a, got a bass over there. I uh, got a trumpet. The, the white man's burden. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I still can't believe that fucking movie exists, dude. It, uh, we're going to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to cringe out of my pants. John Travolta. You were in Pulp Fiction. 
and the first Daredevil movie. If somebody challenged you to a duel, would you do it? Uh, a fight duel or a duel duel? Like a duel, like an old-fashioned pistol duel. No. Peter O'Doul. Mm -mm. Uh, and I wouldn't fight someone if they challenged me to a fight because there's no mutual combat law in Oregon. Oh, or there is in Washington. There is? Yeah. You sure? Yep. Last time I checked. You could literally ask a police officer, would you be down to fight right now? And they, if they said yes, you can beat them up. That's not true. I don't know. I'm not, an, I'm not an arbiter of truth. Good sir, would you like to engage <laughs> in a round of fisticuffs? <laughs> I will bash your nose. I am an agent of the state, sir. That would be, that would be against my charge. I'm gonna look it up. Mutual motherfucking combat. Washington. Washington. Oh shit, you can still get sued from by a civil suit though. Yep. Exactly. But it's legal in Washington. Uh you can always get you can get sued by a civil for in civil court for anything. That's true. It's possible. But you also don't have a jury or anything like that. Oh, I see. Okay, so this cop is on this Reddit thread clarifying it. Apparently, there's no mutual combat law on the books. It's just that the law is written in a way that excluding domestic relationships uh, for a crime of assault to occur, there has to be a victim. So if two people consent, there's no victim. So there's no technical mutual combat law, but it's just what if they you can consent, get away with it. And then the one guy gets hospitalized. Right. Well, you know. Yeah. I guess it's still not legal if you can prove that it was consensual to begin with. I don't know. Sir, I need you to sign this here contract and then I will bash you upon the nose. Oh, never mind. It's not. Okay, here we go. It's not against the law to physically fight in the city of Seattle, but it is against the law to fight in such a manner that creates substantial risk of injury or harm. Oh, to subjects not involved in said fight never mind oh yeah so you can beat somebody to fucking death and if you can prove it's mutual i mean you'd probably go to jail anyway for homicide but m no manslaughter m slaughter m slot yeah the slot where the m goes yeah the, the ambulance ambulance commissary cocaine cafeteria cane Ooh, cafeteria cane. I like that. Cafeteria cocaine. Cocaine cafeteria. Cocaine cafeteria. That's that's at Connor's Emporium. Mm -hmm. The lunch. Come lady. to the cocaine cafeteria. Connor's Connor's Emporium. Yeah, my lunch lady was always a good drug dealer. So. <laughs> was she really? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great story, though. Oh yeah. I love that your um, microphone keeps kind of like disappearing and then showing me Tom Skerritt's nipples or whoever that is. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck, yeah. Tom Selleck's nipples. <laughs> Dissipating. The anticipation of... There it is. Tom Selleck's hairy nipples. Look at that. Look at that abdomen. Look at that substantial abdomen. I love the titty meat. 
I love it that he's got the ring on, but it's not on the, you know, it's not his wedding ring. Right. Because, you know, you know he's, a he's showing you the goods. He wouldn't be showing you the goods if he was married. Yeah, he's a decent man, you know. He's a de- decent man with lots of hair. He's a hairy man, but decent man. A decent man does cocaine man. What are you looking up now? I was looking up uh, who the fuck Tom Skerritt was. <laughs> I was like, Tom Skerritt? Isn't that Tom, Tom Skerritt? Oh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Oh. Yeah. But Tom yeah. Skerritt is also a person who exists. What do you smell like? What food item do you smell like? Go. Not, mm. Bacon. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't smell anything. Mm. It's too early in the day. I smell like everything. I have a really ripe nose. By ripe, yeah, I, mean, see, I my, smell everything. My sense of smell is uh, diminished. It's under average, below average. Uh, it's because I've never done cocaine that I can still smell things. Ah, see, I've done massive amounts of cocaine almost every day of my life. Well, I, I mean, I'm currently doing some right now, intravenously through an IV. Oh, nice! I got some up my butt. Come again? Oh, so, little parachute. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Nothing like you know, just boop, boof, and some you know, some pills. That's right. Sometimes you, when you got a boof, you got a boof. Boof nation. <laughs> boof nation. Boof shambi. The proofs in the boof. Oh, that's horrible. That's gonna be my new Twitter name. What boof? Sh- <laughs> what boof, was it? Boof shambi instead of boog shambi. And who is boog shambi? What is boog shambi? Boog shambi is a baseball announcer. Oh, what a name! John Boog Shambi. What the hell does the boog? come into play what, what is that boog let's look it up let's look it up what the fuck is boog well that doesn't really clear it up physical shambi's nickname to, yeah. that there it is boog the Powell. physical resemblance to boog pal but why is it boog i mean yeah why was john wesley boog Powell? because that's now we have to go back to john <laughs> wesley right because we don't know why he is named boog what Powell. the fuck is the boog what is a boog Oh, Powell received the nickname, quote, Boog from his father. Oh, As okay. Powell explained it, quote, in the South, they call little kids who are often getting into mischief buggers. And my dad shortened it to Boog. Okay. Okay. Boog. I'll allow it. Yeah. Call him Boog, Powell. Boog Shambi. Boog Shambi is the man to meet. Boof Shambi. Boof Powell. Boof Powell, dude. There you I go. Mean, it's, a little, it's a little more old school. Boof pow. It's got some power to it. It it does. A towel for boof. A towel for boof powell. A howl at the moon like boof powell. I'll take a vowel. I'd like to buy a vowel. Yes. Who the fuck was that? Fucking music producer. I always think of him. Mm-hmm. I never remember his name. Not right now. Phil Spector. Oh yeah. I always think about that guy. Anyway, he was always pointing guns at people. My buddy uh, Scott was just telling me about Robert De Niro playing Phil Spector in a movie. Oh shit! What? <laughs> I've got to Phil see Spector. that. Yeah. Robert De Niro of all pe- people. He's a really surprisingly competent actor, though. Yeah. But I cannot imagine him playing Phil Spector. You know who we haven't talked about at all? No, Al Pacino plays Phil Spector. Oh, now that I can see. That I can see. 
I can imagine that. You know who we haven't talked about? Who's who's avoided our radar this whole time? Huh. Mel. Which one? Mel- Gibson. Meladelphia Gibson. <laughs> he's he's uh remember what women want? Do you realize that I have an Ivy League education and that running your stupid errands has put me into therapy? Why don't you take me seriously and give me some real work to do? Oh yeah, I remember why. Because I have a vagina. What a ridiculous oh movie. That movie would never exist today. That's sight for sore eyes. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I was like, why camera? is it, why can't I hear this guy? It's because I had the wrong headphones on. You have two pairs of headphones? Two I got two pairs headphones? of headphones. I've got three screens. Why so many screens? Four compute no, two three computers. Why so many computers? I actually have three screens too. One of them is broken and it is down at my feet. And the monitor that is hooked up to the computer that has the broken screen is is on here. And then I have the laptop. <laughs> yep. I got my laptop, my old laptop, my, uh, what's it called? Fucking pad to draw on here. And then. Oh, the sexy pad? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the sexy pad. It's, it's, it's like maximally useful. So it's sort of a maxi pad. Um, and then, of course, I've got the computer monitor over here. How do you like that? I love that. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah, we should just do covers of shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure everyone would enjoy what we just did, you know. <laughs> I mean, if they could see it too, they would have been freaking out. I mean, it's you, <laughs> me, the two Toms. And it's going to be my new talk I show. I forgot about be... our backup singers here, oh, dude, backup seriously. dancers. Uh, would you produce my show? It's going to be called Between Two Toms. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, nice. it's great. Hopefully, I can get the image to Tom Selleck. Uh, yeah, I don't know what is involved there. To use the likeness of somebody in your project, um, is that Sir okay? Tom, Can you do that? Do you are you upset with the idea of your areolas on canvas? Tom Selleck is the seventies. He he is a man. There's no questioning it. He is a man, a man among men. Mangelo. Mangelo Ramirez. The Manchurian candidate. Man, man, Cheerios. Man, Cheerios. Cheerios. Now for men. <laughs> They're black. <laughs> <laughs> the milk is black. Oh, okay. Okay. Top five cereals <laughs> from your childhood. <laughs> All right. You can, do three. Uh, you can do three or five. Lucky Charms. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get real. Okay. Let's get real. I'm, I'm, I'm real. Um, Cocoa Krispies. Ooh. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? I love these Cocos. Love them. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed myself some uh, uh, Chex 
you know, yeah. even though Which ones, though? Uh, definitely the corn ones. Corn I think we're superior the to the rice ones, but that's just my opinion. I also love wheat checks. I'm weird like that, though. You know, huh? it's a strange choice that you've made, but you're allowed uh, to do it. No, it just stems from, uh, you know, eating the checks mix, the homemade checks mix, and they have the wheat checks in them. <laughs> uh, what, about, what about Crispix? You're at Crispix? Yeah, uh, nah. What's oh, that? If you go to the store and you see Crispix, they're like checks. Okay. They are, I think, hexagonal. Oh, interesting. Um, similar flavor, but not quite the same. Highly recommend giving it a taste if you liked the corn and, you know, if you like, if you're a Chex guy. Love Crispix it. might be better. Wow. It might be. That's tall order right there. Uh, wasn't into Honey Nut Cheerios, though. You know? Just I like the a... Honey Nut Cheerios, but they're not my favorite of the Cheerios. Yeah, I just didn't, couldn't get into them. I like multigrain Cheerios. Oh, okay. See, that's your weird shit again. You know what yeah. I mean? Have you had the multigrain? I've never had them. You should try them. They're good. I'm sure as an adult, I would actually appreciate them. Uh, uh, raisin bran is delicious. Oh, clusters. The clusters. clusters. Raisin. Yes. Oh, my the, God. Is that the one with the yogurt cluster? Like, I don't remember what. I think it was like just honey or something. Okay. Because there was, I remember they had one that was like, they were just glued up together with like honey or something. And then there was yeah. one that was like yogurt covered. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. I know. I, I never had that. And um, on a. Rare occasion, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's my list. Okay, so you know how the Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing came out, like the whole publicity thing about, uh, like someone said that they found shrimp tails in their Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> what? No, you didn't I hear, didn't about, hear that? about that. No, oh, they got like, they were all over Twitter and it was trending and stuff. And people were like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And the whole time I'm just like, like watching all the ads and I'm like, I really just want some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> didn't diminish your uh, it did, no no it increased <laughs> my wants and so i've had two boxes since that had happened you know oh nice like, but yesterday i went to the grocery outlet and they had french toast crunch oh fuck you remember that no i don't think i ever had that Ooh. that sounds amazing i might have to go get an extra box and just deliver it to you when i'm <laughs> just be like rob french you know toast crunch. yeah exactly and just leave it on your porch be like i know you don't have time for me but yeah you're not getting in my car because you know what happened last time. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bad omen. <laughs> I still, I'm, I'm, I think back on that. I'm like so surprised that that little old woman didn't die because <laughs> yeah, she hit us in the left lane and then got all the way over to the right shoulder without hitting another car. Right. It's like, and we're just in the middle of all that. So yeah. Fucking insane. I was like, what the fuck is happening, dude? Yeah, it was fun. Car crashes. They're so great. It's like those novel experiences that you get to have in life, oh, you know? Just, you know, they really stick with the stick with the gut. Mm. Um, so yeah, French Toast Crunch might be up there with me, but you know, oh, Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch, it's really good as well. I think Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles are great. Yeah. If I had, because I, I, you know, I also am a pebble guy, but I have to do Fruity. No, that's fair. Um, the chocolate is a little intense. It is good though, but I, good. I like I like uh, Reese's peanut butter puff cereal. Oh fuck! I forgot uh, fucking Apple Jacks or whatever. Oh yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. amazing. Anyway, dude, there's some. I mean, they're all there's so many good ones. What's the cookie. one with the frog? What the frog have? Smacks. Smacks. Ooh, ooh, so good. Anyway, smacks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dope uh, shit. Also, generic smacks. 
Oh, okay. I can see in that. The, in the big bag, you know, the Malto meal bags from like those were all slapping though. All those versions. Not all of them. I mean, I never liked the Lucky Charms. Like you could. Oh, I didn't have that. One, you could easily think. tell the difference in the flavor of like not the marshmallows, but the the other little ones. You know, mm-hmm. the ones that no one really liked anyway. Yeah. But like in the Malto meal one, those were way worse. Terrible. Gotcha. Like, uh, they had good Fruit Loops though. They did. Their Fruit Loops were good. Fruit Loops are are delicious. Fruit Loops are definitely up there for a lot of people. I don't know if you've seen this whole trend recently where they're always trying to get people to, you know, hop in on the new cereal train. And, you know, I, I, I like to peruse the cereal aisle when I'm at the grocery store. I don't see what's on the thing. You know, they have a bunch of new stuff. But they're all about fucking adding marshmallows to things that don't oh, make yeah. marshmallows now. Seeing, you know, Apple Jacks with marshmallows and seeing fucking... Um, all sorts of stuff and it's like no that doesn't sound good fruit loops with marshmallows no, it was, no. It, it, yeah we we got it because it was like on sale or something like that and it was just not good because you're ruining what made the other cereals what they were yeah when you're starting to do these hybrid things like captain crunch does a bunch of like those weird ones part of the reason again i like going to grocery outlet is because they'll always have like those cereals that clearly failed <laughs> and, and aren't going to be in the real stores anymore you know yeah yeah Oh, like, do you remember, did you ever have cinnamon pebbles? No, no. Yeah, they were like the fruity pebbles or cocoa pebbles, but they were like cinnamon. I actually really wanted to yeah, try them. Interesting. Could, could be like a horchata thing. Could be too, you know, oh, could yeah. be too much. I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious, right? Fucking amazing. Absolutely. Top notch. Top fucking notch will be. Yeah, it just comes down to, I definitely was not consuming cereal and then oat milk really came out and now I can eat cereal again and it doesn't really affect the flavor and it's good. And I'm not like, you know, I don't have to be lactose intolerant and die. Right. Right. So, yeah. You know, people are like, Oh, you could try lactate and all those other things. It's like, no, that doesn't. Uh, lactate yeah. is uh wait, is that like the fake milk? No, I'm thinking of something yeah. else. Uh, well, it's milk, but they've removed the lactose. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Like, that shit is weird. It's like skim milk or something, you know? It's- Cause my dad for a while wasn't having milk. And so he got that, like went through all these different not milks and yep. Uh, yep. lactate was fucking gross. Yeah. For a while I was doing hemp milk on my cereal because that was like the least flavor affecting, but you know, yeah. they're just, you know, I just love that scene in Friday where, you know, he pours the bowl of cereal and has no milk. I'm throwing this away. We ain't even got no milk. You better put some water on that damn shit. One time my mom was trying to put orange juice because we were out of milk on the cereal. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? It's not what you do. Was was she doing it for her own sake? No, I think she was telling me to put orange juice in it. And you were like, mom. That isn't how this works. Mom, how drunk are you? <laughs> My mom, she tried to give me cereal with orange juice. Um, angsty guitar riff. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, I said, guys- shut the fuck up, mom! <laughs> mom, you're such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's 12-year-old angst rock. Yeah. But it's like a bunch of 50-year-old dudes making it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, do you remember? Did you watch Doug? Yeah. Do you remember the the beats? The killer yeah. beats? 
Yeah, or I, I always call them the killer beats, but it's because their two songs were killer tofu. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and I need more allowance. I need more allowance, Yodelehi. You know, I'll sing that song on the regular <laughs> still to this day. Like, that shit's great. Yeah. Why? Cool. Because I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. good. Amazing. Yeah. The killer and yeah, killer tofu. It's legitimately good, though. I killer tofu. Yeah. To have a band in a movie or like a cartoon or something like that, that is supposed to be like really good. And, you know, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Like I remember watching, uh, I wanted to say American Pie, but it's clearly not American Pie. Um, what's the one about the journalist who's a, the, the kid journalist? Um, oh, American Beauty? No, or no that's, that's not it either. What the fuck is it? I know what you're talking about. Where he goes on the on tour with all those bands. Almost famous, yes. Almost okay. famous. I don't know why I was blanking. Had on nothing the name. to do with America. Well, no. It, took I don't place know. it starts with an A. You know, American Pie, that's almost it. famous, right? So that's what my dyslexia is just like. <laughs> categorize, categorize, categorize. Yeah. Like yeah, but almost famous, right? So the band that they're touring is supposed to be this like, you know, this representation of like the ultimate rock band in this era that happened to be the greatest time for rock and roll. Right. Right. And then you have this whole fictional band that's performing and stuff like that. And they just never stood up for me as like anywhere near as good as like what something like, you know, they're supposed to be like a Led Zeppelin or something like that. in that movie, right. you know, and it, it's, but that being said, I still really love that movie, you know? But, yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things where you're trying to depict the actual musical side of it. It's right. Not, it's not easy because then it's like, what are you going to have Paul McCartney come in and write a song or like, right, or, right. or Prince or, you know, like, because I think that's what they should have done. I think they I should mean, have had someone it come made in and, and much write better. like a really fucking good song, like Eric Clapton write the guitar for it or something, you know? Yeah. And they could dub it over where it's like not actually the guy playing it or whatever, but... Why don't they do that? Yeah, that's always dangerous when you have a, a a work of fiction that in it there's like this the most amazing poem that's ever mm -hmm. been told or mm -hmm. you know whatever the fuck. That's dicey area, man. You're like, how are you going to represent that? You have it's to just yeah be you know uh, not what's that called disbelief uh, suspend disbelief. Yeah, you just have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, uh, to me, it's either like the ways that it is, I've seen it done are it's referenced and never shown right which ah, is, is, is typically smart. better right yeah. yeah that's the smart way to do it the other way is they show it and it just doesn't really doesn't fit you yeah. know and then the third route is the absurd version which is like tenacious d and yeah. the greatest rock song ever written this is not the greatest song in the world no this is just a tribute fucking awesome you know and yeah it's a great it truly amazing i love that movie yeah it's a great movie
he takes, takes mushrooms and he like thinks he's like frolicking in the in the meadows or something like that and he's actually all right yeah he thinks he's floating down the strawberry river and he's actually like getting ripped down some like white fucking white water rafting style stuff yeah the movie is fucking good it's funny to me uh and i do like kyle gas so kyle gas apparently played at the wild buffalo in bellingham you know what and you know it was a sold out show it's Kyle Gass. I would hope so. And apparently he picked up everyone's bar tab at the end of the night. Like all the What open, the fuck? This dude is a tabs. true gentleman. Yeah. So that is a secondhand story I heard, but I'm sure it would not be that hard to find out because Bellingham is, uh, you know, you know, some people in Bellingham might've been there. Actually, but most uh, people in Bellingham definitely are, been there a few dead. times, once or twice. You said what? I said most of the people in, we know in Bellingham are dead, though. What, really? Not really. Just Oh, geez. I was it's like, a, it's a, a figurative death. Yes, you're right. Uh, I was talking to Scott. I've been talking to Scott, Smokestack, a bit. And he's been giving me little updates about stuff. And I recently started talking to Ian again. Um, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, Care Package Ian. Hell yeah. He sent me his new Flays album. Which yeah, is, I gotta, I gotta peep that actually. It is, it is sexual. I believe it. rest my pelvis to it I yeah felt like that. i felt like that was the best uh you know compliment i could have given also you know i did give him the you know technical notes where like hey you know the mids seem a little muddled in this song and blah blah, blah and, you know one thing that i remember trying to get all the time that is what was one of my biggest pet peeves was trying to like sending out the album like what he's doing right his his, his album's finished and sending it out for uh for people to peek and peep and you know tell him if there's anything that he should fix before finalizing it so i used to do that with all my albums and stuff like that i've hit people up be like hey you know about to just finished with this project about to release it can you like peep it tell me if it sucks or what songs are bad and i'd say about 95 percent of the people would just never just be like oh yeah totally dude and then just like never respond anything about the album ever god i'm totally doing that right now to to Ian, <laughs> I got a well, fucking. Well, it was only a couple days ago, right? That he, he yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, the thing about it is just being like straightforward. Like he's, I was like, yeah, send it over. I got a bunch of homework, but I'm gonna listen to it when you know, like when I'm on my breaks, and you know, I'll, I'll do the best I can. You know, as long as we're straightforward with each other like that. But you know, I feel like it's it's definitely a sign of respect when you're when you do it for your friends. You know what I mean? And. I don't even just do it for my friends. Like I'll do it for musicians that I respect. Once again, you know, I see it as a sign of respect. So yeah, part of the reason that I never necessarily felt respected by a lot of the people in Bellingham is because I never, no one was ever like, no, nah, I can't listen to that because I'm too busy or not. Like I didn't like it. 
I'm, I just yeah. didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't ring with me, you know? And like, I'm also really bad at accepting uh, compliments and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like out there seeking like the criticisms and, and kind of ignoring the people that are enjoying it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was either radio silence or to me, what felt like kind of saccharine uh, praise. Yeah. You know, but then again, like inauthentic. Know, yeah. But then again, um, it wasn't that the, that praise was inauthentic that I was getting. It's just that it wasn't the, pr- it wasn't praise from people that I was seeking the praise from, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like, you wanted a critique or like a critical analysis. But, yeah. But I also wanted uh, the opinion of someone who loved the, the, the genre, you know what I mean? That, that enjoyed hip hop, not right. someone who was like my coworker and um, doesn't listen to that much rap and came to my concerts because, you know, they're, they're friendly and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, yeah. I, uh, I don't really do that shit. I don't want to yeah. know. <laughs> oh, you, uh, by out, the... you just put out your projects. Yeah. By the time I get to the point of like putting them out, I've like decided like, well, I think this is like the best I got. Yeah. And I would hate to send it to somebody who I respect and they're like, this is fucking whack. I'd be like, what? Yeah, so but you just, uh, so you just put it out. I just put it out. Sometimes I will get like technical notes. Like I need you to, can you check the mix on this? Like what's the mix sounding like to you? That That's helpful. Yeah. From a, you know, but yeah, I'm desperately afraid of people being like, I don't like you very has much. Anyone ever, has anyone ever besides like, you were telling me about how your friends watching your black magic shows would tell you that they sucked, but they liked you guys. <laughs> uh, is there uh, any yeah. other instances like where, oh, where bro. You, you had like someone coming up, putting their arm around you, like maybe you shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, technically one time, but it was more like political. It wasn't like, I think you suck. It was more like you're white. Yes. Mm. And I was like, I respect your viewpoint on that, but I, I don't know the answer and I'm not just going to stop doing what I love to do. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been approached by a couple people for that same reason. And ironically, the people were white. Yeah. This person was not, but it's just so fucking complicated. I'm in a, you know, radical left kind of space. And this person is telling me that. And then somebody else is like arguing with him about whether that's even right for them to say, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's too complicated and I'm not the guy to decide. So. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's such an interesting thing. Cause you could be like, yeah, I guess, you know, I am taking up the spot of a black artist that could be working and could be performing at this concert that I'm performing at, you know, but also not everything is about just that. Like you have to be allies for people and I don't know, you know, there's it, you know, like it is complex. Yeah, it is. It is for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, it's been... not like you know because I'm white, I shouldn't have any space in the world to do anything. It's like obviously that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So then, where does the line draw? Where it's like I'm literally like taking up space somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Is that a possibility? I think so. When does it occur? I can't say. And if depending on who you ask, it's a different. That line is drawn di- somewhere else in the sand. So it's hard mm-hmm. to determine for yourself yeah certain you know aspects of the the poc community 
at least like the Zulu community that I, I remember dealing with in, in uh, the hip hop scene in Seattle was, uh, you know, some of them were like, white people can't, shouldn't be here at all. You know, that's understandable. And the other ones yeah. were like, you know, we need these people as allies. But yeah. those were the, the few and far between, you know, that definitely were getting overpowered, at least at that time. But that was, you know, 2008. I think it is off-putting going to a show where there's only white people performing hip hop and it's largely just a white audience. Yeah. It is a little off-putting. There is something about it that's like a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me even. But I mean, I feel like uh, my understanding is that if you have respect for the art form and if you're not going to be a um, you know, subconsciously or otherwise a discriminatory prick, Mm-hmm. then I think I think there's room for everybody. No, I, yeah, I hear that. For me, music and food are like two things that they're like concepts that once they're released into the world, they're kind of for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like if I want to go make Mexican food, that is not cultural appropriation. Not inherently. No, because, but like, if I'm like, Hey, this is me, I'm a white guy. I'm making this food. You know what I mean? Like I'm working with, you know, people of the culture, but like, you know, I, you know, this is not where I'm from, but I just happen to have this background and I love it and I have a passion for it. Right. And then you have, you know, your restaurant and just be like, yeah, we make burritos and stuff. I like burritos. Right. And then the other, you know, side of that coin is I could open up a restaurant. It's like called, you know, La Matador and, you know, be, you know, like Mm -hmm. making all of my, uh, decor in the restaurant, like super, you know, uh, day of the dead or something like that. And mm-hmm. making all of my, you know, uh, wait staff speak Spanish and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like that's cultural appropriation. Right. You know? And so there, there is a line. It's in all between, about context right? for sure. Exactly. Or, you know, like me starting a Hawaiian restaurant, putting, you know, lays everywhere and things like that. Right. You know? Right. And just, you know, it, it works in multiple, multiple cultures and, and realms. Well, you know, it's sort of just the simple principle of respect. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. like you said, if, if you start a Hawaiian restaurant and you just start sprinkling the thing with like caricatures of things you've seen that are vaguely Hawaiian, mm-hmm. I feel like that is quickly approaching disrespect. Although there is that whole like the era in the 50s of like tiki this and tiki that and that pastiche is sort of like charming and nostalgic so is that cultural appropriation like i don't exactly know it's really confusing but anyway i just think as a modern human being on the fucking planet in america like you know what the fuck is going down you should know like if i started a fucking indigenous cafe and put like fucking you know uh feather hats all over the place and shit like i'm a fucking asshole like i am a fucking asshole chief rob's barbecue right uh deer restaurant i should expect protests and i would i would be right to close my fucking business down but uh you know but it's like if you go into it and you're like obsessed with finding or like making the most authentic taco and like you've traveled around the world to try to find the fuck maybe you've got enough respect to uh you know have some credibility i don't know uh you know maybe you know maybe not you know it's all context and shit and there's so many opinions on it so opinated but uh what the fuck was 
even the point of any of that. What brought that on? Tom Selleck's <laughs> nipples, clearly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, everything stems from from Tom's nips. Oh, that's right. Because it's like so. <laughs> uh, I recently we put out an ad for a Black Magic Noise music video that we put out, right? Yep. And the ad is the first 20 seconds of the song, which uh -huh. is me singing. One of the comments on there was, bro, I thought this was Ice J.J. Fish at first. Who's Ice J.J. Fish? Oh, you don't know Ice J.J. Fish? Oh, my Lord, dude. All right. Is Because that, that means that something else. Or I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to fucking pull up a classic Ice J.J. Fish track. <laughs> You're going to fucking hear it. Yes. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this, man? Get ready, baby. Here it comes. What is this from? It's just this guy, Ice JJ Fish. He just puts out his songs and his music videos, and uh, you know. But when is it from? Oh, when? Uh, two thousand and like, I want to say like thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Yeah, it was seven years ago. So, just about that time. But so, yeah, so it was a compliment. That's what you're saying. So it was a compliment. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just laugh so fucking hard. But yeah, man, sometimes people don't fucking like you. And the reason why is you're not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah, but that's also, yeah, part of the thing is we need to stop trying to be for everybody. Exactly. Know? That's so true. Because everybody's like, look at our country, dude. Everyone's an idiot. Yeah. Know, do you do you want those people? Do you want those those Trump supporters? As you're, no, you want like, you want a specific type of you know, when you think about your concert, think about who you want there. You know, who do you want it to be? Um, women named Carolyn. And Canadians wearing tuxedos. Exactly. Canadian and that's pretty tuxedos. much, that's it, really. I don't think I need anybody else. I mean, I think the problem that you're going to face there is that Neil Diamond already you know, made that song. Sweet Carolyn. Rock, rock, rock. You could just do uh, covers of that song. Like album <laughs> In that. all sorts of different genres and styles. Yeah. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. It's like truly madly deeply. Savage Garden. Is there a more misleading band title than Savage yeah. Garden? For real. For real. What the fuck was Savage about that garden, dude? You tell me. That was the meekest garden I've ever witnessed. I mean, let's just say when you think of Savage Garden, like I'm picturing like a Pantera style band. Totally. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something grungy. Or, yeah. Like Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, yeah. You know, Savage Garden. Like there's yeah. like fucking beasts that will rip yeah. you to shreds. Exactly. Some Iron Maiden shit, you know. I could even, yeah, some maybe even some adventure, you know. 
uh, but not truly madly deeply. Yeah. I wanna live with you in the ocean. Oh my God, what the fuck is savage about that? <laughs> it's the lovemaking that's gonna happen after you listen to it. That's the savage. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would be a very gentle session. <laughs> Lots of cuddling and kissing. Clearly you don't listen to Enya enough. Enya? Yeah, Enya brings out the most hardcore sex. Did I tell you we were like talking about Enya the other day? Or like a couple of weeks ago now. And uh, we were like, what the fuck was up with her? Like, why was she so big? Mm-hmm. We looked up a live performance and it was the most mid meh bullshit i've ever seen in my life i was like oh my god this woman was like on top of the world for like years was she ever on actual top of the world yeah she was on the mount everest she was she ever bigger than celine dion uh that is a good question because i don't know what metrics we're looking at i mean because i'm saying that i think celine dion and her were around the same time because celine dion was like a different type of she was like a virtuoso type situation. Enya was certainly not. No, hold on. I'm going to cut out. Let's see. Enya's best-selling song. She peaked at number two on the charts at some point. At what, what year was that? Uh, uh, 2001. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what sixth grade for me. So. Oh, here we go. Oh, she was number one for like six weeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then she was number. She's been number one for like several weeks, more than once. So yeah, Celine that's Dion wins. Celine. So Dion just like Thor would beat the Enya. shit out of God, Celine yeah. Dion would beat the shit out of Enya. We know it's, it's true. It's true. I I would feel bad for Enya in that instance. She would Celine get Dion's ass a, she's handed to her. I got a business pitch for you. Okay, right. that's it. Disney on ice. So it's meth. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just, just all meth heads. Yeah. I want to see Goofy on meth so it's... fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Donald on meth. Holy shit. That would be amazing. See, that's also good. I was thinking more along the lines of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. I got you. you know, that story. Except but, you know, on meth. Yeah. All the teacups and stuff. It's just that would clearly, be pretty cool. It's a hallucination from the right. meth. Right. Yeah. She's like just cleaning her house, just yeah. imagining all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just the arm <laughs> and the beast could be like a dealer or something yeah he's just a dirtier method yeah just dirtier he just needs to take a shower but he hasn't speaking of things that? done in the bathroom i have to take a shit Pixar didn't happen all right <laughs>